Luke 4, 14 to 15. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. So the uh, Luke says that Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Where did he return from? He returned from uh, being uh, tempted by Satan in the wilderness for 40 days. Uh, and in, we, we've gone over this, but in all cases, uh, the Holy Spirit defeated the lies of Satan, no matter how tempting they may have been. But now um, the time has come uh, for him to start his ministry, his ministry of three years that is going to end uh, with his entering uh, Jerusalem triumphantly, and then the entire ruling class turns on him and sets up a, a, a trial against him, uh, and they um, condemn him, and he's crucified there. So these are the very early days, and we're going to go through them for the next uh, several mm-hmm. days uh, of recording, and um, we're going to meet Jesus in Galilee and other places. I love this part of the story, and I mean, I love every detail of the Gospels, but what I'm interested here in this particular phrase from Luke 4, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. We capitalize Spirit there. The translators chose to capitalize that, pointing to the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm interested in it is I'm like curious and, and full of wonder about how the Trinity works. You know, sometimes we think about Jesus almost like some kind of Superman or superhero guy walking around because he's Jesus. Um, but yet we see a number of times through the gospels that he needs or is led by or is sustained by the Holy spirit. You know, we forget sometimes that he's fully human at this moment in his eternal life. And that he's got these couple of years here on earth, these few years here on earth and the Holy spirit animates him. He's in the power of the spirit and uh, it's just interesting to me to, to remember that, that he, he really needed another member of the Trinity. And then in his relationship with the Father, of course, we hear these amazing prayers, these conversations he has with the Father, not my will, but yours. And other times where he kind of looks up into heaven and dialogues with the Father. Um, I, I, I have this in the back of my mind. I would love someday to either read or even write a book simply about these little moments of the interactions between the persons of the Trinity, um, how they talk about each other, how they sustain and support each other, how they dialogue with each other. It's just, I mean, I feel like I could spend a a lifetime exploring this all important intra-Trinitarian love. Um, That's what stands out to me here. Yeah, the um, I just want to bring up one thing uh, about my own experience of reading in the Gospels when I had no tutors and hadn't been in school mm-hmm. for this. Um, I probably, when I read uh, Luke 4, 14 and 15, I probably would have read right over the power of the Holy Spirit presence uh, in this, in this, this, this part of his early ministry, 
And the reason for that is, is I wasn't trained up to think that way. I wasn't, I mean, you emphasize the capitalization of the word spirit, mm -hmm. and it's totally appropriate. Mm -hmm. uh, the spirit has manifested itself uh, in the temptations of Christ in the desert, uh, being attacked by uh, Satan with all these lies. Mm -hmm. uh, and the spirit fended him off more or less like Ephesians 6, uh, you know, the, um, the full armor of God. He had, he had been tested uh, and he was now ready. And this is why uh, his time had come. It wouldn't necessarily take, I mean, oftentimes it will say as we go forward, his time had not been come, had not yet come because it really hadn't been completed. But the, this journey with Jesus is now starting and uh, it'll change the nature of the narrative a little bit to focus on the miracles, to focus on the Sermon on the Mount and the parables and all of the other aspects of the ministry that is so prevalent uh, in the four Gospels.